What is going on, world? This is Bet Your Ass with Rafael Esparza. Rafael, my brother, how are we doing tonight? I am doing, uh, I'm actually sure I can do it pretty well. I mean, because I'm getting ready for part of my French to shit show tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm actually uh, a little pumped. I might watch a movie tonight just to get my mind, uh, my mind ready to go. Because let's face it, this Monday night game. Uh, is not uh, is not my cup of tea. I I, I could see a, a bloodbath, but we'll discuss about what happened during week eight. Because boy, if you were betting yesterday, you lost your ass. You didn't bet your ass. You probably lost your ass because the books cleaned up yesterday. That <laughs> they did. I will say that I helped you out with your wife. Did a little three team parlay. Two out of the three hit. But I also took all three individually, so I didn't do too bad because I picked the Miami Dolphins money line, the nice. Las Vegas Raiders money line. Nice. But the Detroit Lions took a Detroit basketball. No, sorry. All right. <laughs> I know. I, I, just, aged, I just aged myself right there. You did. You did. <laughs> I went against the home team yesterday because they were playing the Colts, but I just didn't think that the Colts would do too well um, coming off the bye week. And Detroit was playing a little bit better coming off that big win. Uh, the comeback win, I think it was against uh, probably Atlanta. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, that's the team that screwed my three-teamer up. So you're welcome for that. You're welcome. You know, those teams that you played, I think I was probably uh, uh, agreeing with you with the Detroit Lions. I thought the Lions uh, was a good spot. It moved almost to four points before kickoff. So whatever number you got, you got a betters number, like we like to call it. So uh, a little bit, a little bit shocked. I guess I probably would have maybe faded uh, the Raiders, knowing that that wind was kicking. Let's fade, let's talk about that game. Uh, Raiders, Cleveland. Yeah. Love, I love the over. Both defensive stink. Uh, but, boy, that total went from 52 to 44 because of that wind that was blowing. So uh, I had to eat my over bet. Uh, I had my hands on my ankles, and I was just waiting for a hug afterwards because I had the over in that game. And <laughs> 16 to 6 was not an over winner for uh, for my wallet. But No, uh, no not that one. No. But, like I said, uh, it's, it seems like a trend we're seeing in the NFL uh, so far two weeks ago. The books probably had one of their biggest uh, uh, Sundays uh, in the last couple of years. And then last week, week seven, the betters jumped all over the books and got a lot of that money from week six. And then week eight, boy, today uh, the betters uh, took it in the, in the shorts as I think the underdogs go, what, eight and three or something like that. The dogs barked all day long, all day long. So uh, it was very interesting. I'm sorry, underdogs went eight and four. Uh, yesterday with six outright wins. I mean, that's just impressive alone. Not only were the dogs barking, but we're talking about straight up outright winners uh, with those dogs barking. So, uh, like I said, maybe that means next week, week nine, uh, the betters would take some money because so far that's been like that. The, uh, the books won weeks one and two. I think they lost weeks three. So, I think it's pretty much an even. Maybe the books up. Uh, maybe since yesterday the books are probably up, but they're not up big like I've seen in normal seasons. Right. Well, you know, that comes to my question. Um, we're gonna move real quick into the college scene. So you got Notre Dame going up against uh, Clemson this coming Saturday night. No Trevor Lawrence at Notre Dame, number one versus number four. 
And Clemson is still, the last I saw was, I believe, seven and a half point favorites. Is yes. that still legit? Uh, I'm looking right now. But let's, I mean, what is who has Notre Dame really, really played? I mean, I'm not Clemson, disagreeing with you. I, I, am a, I am a Notre Dame fan, but I cannot disagree with you. You know, it is scary anytime you play Clemson. But it's five and a, it's five and a half. Uh, totals 52. Uh, opened up at three and a half, Clemson. So uh, let me check. We did have it at six for a little bit. Yeah, we did have it at six. Moved it. To, uh, got some Notre Dame money. Uh, so it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, if Clemson does win, I think they're gonna win badly. I think they're gonna blow out uh, Notre Dame maybe by two touchdowns, something like that, double digits. Uh, if Notre Dame can run the ball and keep Clemson's uh, offense, even with no Trevor Lawrence, I think if they can keep their offense watching the game. Uh, it could be a, a dead under, and Notre Dame squeaks out uh, maybe a field goal victory or something like that. But if it's a high scoring and uh, the Clemson Tigers offense and uh, NTA is running wild, we could probably understand why Notre Dame wants to stay independent and not join a conference. <laughs> well, regardless of what happens this Saturday between those two teams, they'll probably be playing again at the end of, well, mid-December. Uh, beginning of December for the ACC title, but we'll have to see what goes on because I don't see either one of them losing. If I mean, obviously one of them is going to have to lose this weekend, but I don't see them losing again uh, the rest of the season. So we'll probably see a rematch in that aspect. I just wanted to hit that real quick because obviously I'm a I'm a Notre Dame fan and I wanted to hear what you had to say on that real quick before I forgot. Now back to the NFL real quick from this past weekend. Cincinnati, what do you think about them? Because I was really close to saying, you know what, money line. You know, I haven't been sold on Tennessee all season long, even when they were perfect, especially when Pittsburgh, I don't want to say really exposed them, but when you shut down their running a game, which Tennessee couldn't run the ball in a second half, then I thought we could see something. So uh, it's a great win, a great win for a young team, a great win for a rookie quarterback. Uh, and Burrow back there. So, yeah, hats off to him. But I still think they need a running game. Even though they did, were able to run the ball a little bit, Cincinnati, to keep the pressure off Joe Burrow, but he still threw the ball 37 times. I mean, he could be the first quarterback and not, not to finish the season because he has to have Tommy John surgery because he's been throwing the ball <laughs> <laughs> so much uh, than anything else. But, uh, hey, that's a very, very big win for a very young team. And people want to say, oh, look, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule now that they beat Baltimore and Tennessee and they have some cupcakes. They still have to play Cincinnati, and they have to play them at Cincinnati. And it's a division game. Anything can happen in a division game. So uh, don't just think that the Pittsburgh Steelers' the next four games are going to be easy four Ws because uh, I wouldn't sleep on the Cincinnati Bagels. They're a much, much better team than I thought they were going to be all season long. I agree with you, and they also have nothing to lose, so you know what happens when you don't have anything to lose. You play your ass off, and uh, you end up winning the game half the time. Yeah, but listen, I mean, I mentioned about Pittsburgh, Park, but listen to their schedule. They play the Cowboys next. <laughs> they play the Bengals at home. Then they go to Jacksonville, and then on Thanksgiving, when we're all so full and trying to undo our pants to try to make second helpings, or grab another piece of pie. The late game on Thanksgiving is Pittsburgh, is Baltimore coming to Pittsburgh. Ooh. So uh, that's going to be a very, very entertaining. So they can still be perfect 
when the Ravens come in town to try to ruin their Thanksgiving evening. So I, I can't wait for it. That's probably one of the best games I have seen in a very long time on the Thanksgiving evening. Normally, okay, the, the, the Lions games are always kind of entertaining. Of course, Cowboys games are entertaining. But the evening games are sometimes duds. Uh, and sometimes I'm flipping in and hopefully Washington, Washington State's playing or Mississippi or Mississippi State's playing. <laughs> but this game, I'm going to be watching this game. It's going to be a very entertaining uh, a game. So if my mother-in-law is in town, I'm sorry, mother-in-law. I'm ignoring you to watch the Steelers-Ravens game. That's all right. She should uh, understand wholeheartedly. I would think so. I know my mother-in-law would, would, and if not, sorry, mom-in-law. I love you, but I'm watching my team play. Now, talking about the Steelers, so I want to hear your odds. What are the odds that they are undefeated going into that Thanksgiving matchup with the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, I think they will be. I think the only – if they didn't have to play the Bengals – if they had to go to Cincinnati and play the Bengals, then I think that might be a, a, a catch game. Because let's face I don't think the Jaguars are going to beat them in Jacksonville. I don't think the Cowboys or whoever the quarterback, Dalton. Uh, we saw – what's his name last night? I tried to be a quarterback. I can't even think of his name. I already forgot about him. Danucci. Yeah, he was horrible. <laughs> Boy, he needs to open up an Italian place and not to be a quarterback because he was horrible. Horrible. He could go with his last name, Danucci's. Exactly. I would go there. Hey, we going for dinner, Danucci's. Oh, they have some great, they have great Noki there. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, speaking of Tommy John surgery, the guy, the way that guy was throwing the ball last night, he's going to need that elbow surgery soon. Oh yeah. So I, I, I still, th- I think they'll be undefeated when they go to uh, when Baltimore comes in, when Baltimore comes to town. But we are right when I get off the phone or when that's phone. I have this interview. I'll put up. The Steelers 16-0 prep, uh, yes, will be plus 1,000, and no will be minus 5,000. All right. So you think – is it a possibility that they actually go undefeated? No. I mean, it's so hard to go undefeated. I mean – Especially uh, this year. It's just weird. I mean, after their Thanksgiving – I mean, so after their Thanksgiving game, I know they – Washington comes in town, but that, oh, you know, after Thanksgiving, Washington comes in town, but then they go to Buffalo. That might be the game. That might be the game that, that nips them when they go to Buffalo. Uh, and I think right after Buffalo, I think that's when they go to uh, Cincinnati. So I think they get nipped by Buffalo. I'm almost 100% positive. I know Washington's right after uh, uh, the Thanksgiving game because my former brother-in-law was a big Washington fan, and he's told, "Oh, we're gonna." He's like, "I'm hoping the Ravens don't beat them because I want to beat the Steelers and give them their first loss." <laughs> <laughs> well, Probably that's not. so unfortunate of him to like the Indians. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, is it the Cowboys and Indians game? Uh, I don't know who I, the Cowboys play. I, I know it's not us. Yeah, I know it's not. Uh, let me check right now. now. They should I'll just get rid of spot with that. They should just get rid of it. Oh yeah, it's the it's it's the formerly known as uh, Skins okay. uh, and uh, Dallas. Gotcha, gotcha. That's always a good game, you know, especially on Thanksgiving. What what more to have with the Cowboys versus the Indians, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always I, I always enjoy that game just because even when I worked in the sports books, the, the Lions game was always so early. It was kicking off. I only have one cup of coffee in me, and a better's. Want to tease it? I can tease it, so I'm running around and all that. So usually, I always enjoyed a cowboy game because I knew my day was almost over. Granted, I had great Alaskan shootout college basketball games laid out always on Thanksgiving, but I probably won't have those games uh, this year. So uh, I always, I always like the cowboy games, no matter who they play. Even though I hate the Cowboys, but it's always fun time to 
eat something. But uh, uh, the early game should be horrendously bad. It's Lions and Texans. I don't know. You know, those two teams like that could show up to play each other really, really good. I mean, you saw last night a really, really bad game between two really, really bad teams. Now, hopefully, you get two bad teams going up against each other some other time, especially on Thanksgiving. We might want to. We might actually see something there. So we can only yeah. hope. We can only hope. <laughs> oh, I want to dive into the Big Ten now. So. The Big Ten has zero room for error. You know, they're eight games in eight weeks deal. Then they have the their their championship game, so they can get into the into the playoff talks. Two questions, two odds right here. I want to know one: Does the Big Ten go full season? I mean, I'm sorry. Does the the Big Ten met a team make it into the playoffs? And two, does Ohio State have any kind of setback within the next six weeks? I mean, it's, let's face it, it's all about Ohio State. I think now that Wisconsin's already missed the game and they're, gonna, they're two quarterbacks out, I just don't see them doing it. It's all going to be about Ohio State unless for some odd reason IU, that's right, the perfect Indiana Hoosiers, wow. <laughs> uh, pulled off some more uh, miracles. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, Ohio State, as long as they have no hiccups, I still I think they'll be one of those teams that will be in a Final Four. We are we have Justin Fields as the favorite now to win a Heisman. Now that Trevor Lawrence is going to miss uh, two games, so it's all going to see if Big Ten can, or I shouldn't say Big Ten, if Ohio State can still be uh, that team because uh, I don't see anybody else. I don't see Northwestern or Purdue. They're only two undefeated, I think, in the West. But like I said, uh, IU. Uh, I want to bust out my black, my my red and white striped pants that I have uh, from Indiana University. Oh, you got the candy striped pants. I got the candy striped pants, so I had to bust those out if they win next week. Uh, but it's it's all about Ohio State. It's gonna be interesting because Pac-12 starts this week, so they can clearly creep up. Because uh, let's face it, it's gonna be Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. So who's gonna be that fourth turn? Big 12's out. Uh, a lot of these yeah. SEP schools are gonna be out. Georgia. Uh, Florida, maybe BYU. I mean, they have a big game against Boise State this weekend. So if they, let's say they blow out Boise or Boise State and the blue turf, they can start getting some love. And let's say if there's a hiccup in Ohio State or something like that. So if Ohio State has a hiccup, we can see a team that maybe we never thought we were going to see, like uh, uh, Cincinnati, uh, uh, two big wins uh, in a row, winning at SMU in the last week, blowing out Memphis. Uh, like I said, BYU, if they can blow out uh, uh, Boise State th- this weekend. And then don't forget about other schools like Oregon, uh, USC, who plays this week against Arizona State. So it's going to be very interesting. I-, I think the Big Ten's a little bit behind the eight ball because they have no hiccup room. Right. Not at all. Well, either does the Pac-12 either. So No, but uh, let's face it. The Pac-12 really only have two teams. I think it's Oregon and USC. True. True. But I can definitely see uh, Arizona State knocking Southern Cal off. Really I quick. could too. Eating uh, uh, pretty easily. Yeah. So, speaking of the playoffs really quick, Notre Dame, is there any chance that they make that top four? Now, my only thing is, is if they do lose this first game, they go undefeated the rest of the season, and they beat Clemson in the ACC title game, I could see that being their ticket in. Yes. Now, if they go this week, win this game, lose that game, 
where does that sit? I think they need – if they lose this game, they need to beat Clemson in the championship game, if they're even there. Because don't forget, after Clemson, they go to BC, and then they go to North Carolina. Uh, I think those two road games are going to be really, really challenging games. I think they end the season, so I want to say, with Wake Forest, if I'm not 100%. And I do believe that one is on the road uh, as well. So uh, I'm an idiot. I forgot the COVID deal. We don't even play Southern Cal this year. That hurts my heart. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, uh, no, uh, well, the, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know this. I mean, Notre Dame gets to host Clemson at home. The last time they hosted the number one team was against uh, your uh, the USC Trojans in the Bush Push game. I was uh, there. So uh, that was. Uh, yeah, uh, I was sitting was... in the opposite uh, end zone corner than the Bush Push. So uh, that's the first time uh, Notre, Notre Dame hosted a number one team. So that hurt. That hurt. I remember that game. I was in. I was at uh, MGM Sportsbook. I was working at the time. Man, yeah, that 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 sucks. So what happens? Like, in how was the atmosphere at that moment? In the last, you know, seven seconds of that game, that play, ball goes out of bounds. Notre Dame's freaking out, thinking they won the game. Then they get called back, and then the infamous Bush Push play happens. What is the atmosphere in, say, MGM where you were? The atmosphere is probably a hundred, three hundred sixty degree difference from where you were at, because it was all <laughs> USC fans being close to, uh, being close to California. So yeah, there was a lot of golden uh, maroon fans uh, around with that game. So it was it was one of the louder events that I can imagine. Uh, I've seen in a very, very long time in a sports book. That's probably, I would have to probably put that in the top 25 of uh, a fan hysteria in the sports book. It's not even close to a top 10 that I have seen through my uh, almost 20 plus years in in Vegas books. But it's, I would have to put that top 25. It was just, it was just chaos just because it was a big game. Like I said, USC number one, Notre Dame being Notre Dame, a lot of money. Well, they were number two, I think, at that time, weren't they? I can't remember what they were. But they was, were they were up there. Yeah, and I almost that was the key ABC evening game. So I mean, that was that was probably only the big marquee game uh, on TV at that time. So yeah, it was a it was a fun event. Yeah. So what's up? The one the one has joined us really quick. I want to tell you a story. Walking in to the gates that night before the game, my father and myself um, were offered fifteen hundred dollars a ticket for our tickets and i'm like man if this wasn't my uncle's tickets then it'd be a done deal but nope i'm going <laughs> i can tell you some x-rated stories of me try, uh, people offering press passes for fights and all-star weekend and nba including cash so it's <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure Going back to your top 25 list that you just threw out because you brought it up what is your top Two memories of atmospherical shifts in sports betting. I would say probably the first two, the two Super Bowls that probably made my day the longest days in the world. When the Giants beat the Patriots uh, to mess up their perfect season because everybody bet the Giants. Every Giants, money line, Giants. We cashed. We ran out of money, I want to say, more like over four times that we had to go back to the cage to get more money because we kept on handing it all, just giving it away. 
that was a very, very long evening. I remember on Super Bowl weekends, uh, I would always stay in a hotel. I wouldn't go home. I would stay there because you're there pretty much all weekend long, uh, getting in a, getting in the office at 6 and leaving at midnight and then making sure – uh, the book's running smoothly from midnight before kickoff on Super Bowl. So I remember getting into my room around like 2.30, 3 in the morning that day, and I had to be back downstairs at 6 in the morning. Uh, uh, so that was a very long day. And then the greatest show on turf, the Rams and uh, Omar and the Titans, were that little stretch before Tennessee could have won the Super Bowl but didn't miss it. But you know what? That landed on the number seven. So it was a push. So everybody got their money back. So now we had okay. So even though oh. we didn't run out of money, but everybody that bet the game got their money back. So why were people waiting in line to get their money back? So there was another oh. very, very, very long evening. So those two and another one uh, and had not much money involved, but I'm talking about atmosphere. I'm talking about uh, spines and chills all over the place. When Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, beat Gonzaga, uh, in the Sweet 16 in March Madness, but a last-second shot, uh, it was probably one of the most uh, – the crowd just went hysterical uh, to see that. And I'm talking about people who probably had Gonzaga. It was just, I can't believe I just lost or <laughs> right. the last-second shot. But I, my but my number one uh, sportsbook moment that uh, brought tears to my eyes and, and chills and everything was uh, when George Bush spoke uh, on 9-11 – that evening, uh, I was the only one at the sports book uh, there because we sent everyone home because there's no sports going on. Uh, but they wanted the TVs on. And then uh, when uh, when uh, he started speaking, I put the volume as loud as possible, put it on every TV. And I'm in the back, so I'm putting all the volume on, making sure all the TVs have the same feeds, no playback. By the time I did that, maybe five minutes at the most, and I walked out front to watch it, it was probably one of the biggest crowds I have ever seen. And I'm talking Super Bowls, Kentucky Derbies, boxing events. It was one of the biggest crowd. And then when he stopped singing or singing, when he stopped his speech, uh, you, you you felt like you were you just won like uh, at the Heisman yourself. Everyone was high fiving, everyone saying USA, everyone hugging uh, and stuff like that. And it's probably one of the most uh, united I've ever felt uh, in a very in, probably in my lifetime. So that's my number one sports book moment. It has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does because it, didn't he throw the baseball out? Well, yeah, that was uh, what, a month ago. He threw the first pitch on the World Series. Yeah. No, I thought he threw it out the that night. The no, there was game. no games that. There was no games that. Not that night, but like the first game back at the Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, I think it was the first game back. He threw okay. it out. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going totally crazy. <laughs> Let's get into tonight's game. I know you're not a big fan of the money line action or the 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 spread and all that, but let's get into a prop bet that I heard you earlier on Instagram say the TB12 tonight, two touchdowns for I think the line was what? Minus 160, minus 165. I think it got bet up to minus 170. I think people who love me on Instagram probably – uh, bet it up, bet and it up. yeah, but but yeah, I mean, let's face it, the Giants defense, I think, is is not the Giants defense we've seen in many, many, many years. And I think if you like the page or uh, the box, they're gonna put up points, and I like the over in this game as well. So, I, I wouldn't so say, are, would are you gonna stop at just the two touchdowns, or should people kind of bump that up a little bit to three and make that more just get that little well, bit more back? 
Well, three, I think, was minus 120 last time I checked. I, I don't think he throws for three. I think I, they'll run the ball. I could see a touchdown pass for, uh, by Gronk, which uh, will, he, will he score a touchdown? I think it's plus 380 last time I checked. Uh, that's a, a very interesting bet. He's been playing a lot better, and Brady's been uh, targeting him a little bit more, so that one shocked me. But you know what? What we saw yesterday, I mentioned it. The dogs were barking. Why not put a little cheddar on New York <laughs> at home? Uh, and mess up that big because let's face it, maybe Tampa Bay's overlooking this game because you know who they play next next Sunday, the evening game. They play uh, the Saints come in Tampa Bay, mm, yes. So uh, maybe it's an overlooked game uh, for this one. So uh, uh, if I had to bet money on the game itself, I might take a look at the Giants because you're getting an outstanding you get more, thirteen points. I'm checking right now. I like it was thirteen last time I saw this morning. It's uh, there's some 13s. Yeah, we have 13. There's some 12 and a half still out there, and the total's 47. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what I saw Giants, when, if the Giants do win this game, it's gonna have to be total defensive game for both of them. It's gonna be like, uh, and it's gonna be the under. So I don't, I'm gonna yeah. agree with you with the over. I do not see the Giants winning this game because I don't see the Giants being able to put up that many points against the team. No, I, I don't either. I mean, because I think the Buccaneers, they're, they're just too experienced. There's just too many veterans on that team knowing that, hey, the Saints won yesterday being a garbage Bears team. They've won four in a row. We're comfortable winning I'm in this division. We need to keep bump up on track. I just don't see it. But I can see the Giants hanging around. That's a big number uh, as a home dog. Uh, and I could see the Giants maybe only losing by ten or, or something like that, but uh, I do think uh, I think I do believe we see a lot of points scored in this game. So what did you say the the over was? What fifty two? Forty seven. Forty seven. Okay, okay. That that makes me definitely go to the over now because I, for some reason I thought you said fifty two, and I'm thinking, man, if uh, Tampa Bay has a decent game and scores like thirty eight points, but then holds the Giants to you know, six or seven points, I can see that happening. So I don't know. That kind of scares me. But you brought that down to 47. That makes a little bit more sense in my betting mind. Well, in Tampa Bay's their last 21 games, I know Tom Brady hasn't played with them all 21 games. 16 of them gone over. So it's not like they are uh, they have some big trends on that. And the Giants usually score points on Monday Night Football, uh, when, uh, both on there. And I think as a home dog, I think their last six games, I think five of them have gone over. Uh, as the Giants as a home underdog, so I mean the trends point to it. And like I said, at Tampa Bay will be able to score tonight. You're just hoping for Giants. If you're if you think it's gonna if they're gonna score thirty plus, then you're just hoping for ten points for the Giants. If you can get Giants fourteen points, then I think you uh, you're definitely gonna win, win that over bet. Yeah, that that's the part that scares me. But I'll go with you, sir. I'll go with you. Bet your ass, baby. I'm a, I'm gonna bet my ass. Don't tell my wife. I'm gonna bet my ass. <laughs> Way too early prediction, sir. Way too early. Both Los Angeles Lakers and Dodgers repeat next season. Uh, if I had to choose, if, if you I had, had to, odds on it right now, what would you say? If I had to choose one, I would do the Dodgers before I would do the the, the Lakers. I just think uh, there's a lot of. Uh, free agent question mark. I mean, what kind of team? Because I, I, let's face it, I'm hearing a lot of rumors that uh, the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. are could be doing some major, some some major trades. Uh, I'm hearing uh, to, to boost their lineup. So I would think it's going to be a lot harder. I mean, the Lakers are plus three fifty. 
uh, the win at Clippers plus 550. Golden State 6-1. I think that's an outstanding number for Golden State Warriors who's coming healthy. And you figure they're going to be PO'd uh, that they were all banged up. And yeah. uh, Kevin Durant and all them are going to be yapping their mouths in the East. So uh, I would not be shocked if the uh, Golden State Warriors are up there. And let's face it, the Dodgers are bringing pretty much everyone back. You, you expect they're going to keep Turner. I know he's a free agent. And they're probably going to add to those pieces uh, – you got Mookie Betts, probably one of the best bet players in baseball. Kershaw has the monkey off the office, but I still think they probably grab another arm because I think their starting pitcher can use one more arm. They're plus four fifty. Yankees plus five fifty, and the Padres are eight to one. Everybody else is ten and one and or higher. So uh, I would say if I had Where are the Reds a, at a million, because uh, no one likes the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> I six, will take that bet for a dollar, sir. They're sixteen to one. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I'll, t- I'll take that. They're gonna, I, I like them to win a division next year because you figure the Cubs are going to probably take not one or two steps back. Uh, and I, you figure they're probably going to get rid of a lot of salary. I don't see Schwarber being there. I don't see Chris Bynt, uh being there. Uh, so I know they're going to want to trade to probably improve their farm system because their farm system is really depleted. So that's what happens when you win a World Series and, and you win it uh, on big trades. Uh, the farm system's lacking. So I think for, for your division – the NL Central, our division, I should say. I think it's the Reds to lose. And of course, we have to battle. We have to think about the evil. I can't stand St. Louis Cardinals. But I think it's going to be between them two. I think the Brewers also take a small step backwards. I agree with that. The The team that I would be worried about more so than anybody else would be those god-awful Cardinals over in the Louis. God, I hate St. Louis. I hate that. Man, them. man. One thing we can agree with all the time, sir, right here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Last on my list tonight was are the what's the odds current now um, on a week eighteen in the NFL? Uh, are they dropping? They're dropping. I mean, because let's face it. I mean, we've only we haven't seen besides the Raiders almost losing their whole offensive line. We really haven't seen a massive, massive outbreak, which is kind of good. I mean, I think the NFL uh, had that in protocol, and I still think they can use uh, adding a doubleheader on Tuesday. Now, I heard that they don't mind adding another Monday night game if needed, uh, but they they do not want to add a Tuesday game because I think Tuesday is just too hard to rebound if you have to go back and play a, a, a Sunday game. Uh, so as I mean, we're halfway through the season. I mean, it's week eight. I mean, so unless for some odd reason, knock on wood, the the winter is bad in some places, and we have some bad outbreaks. Uh, I, we have we we have seen a very decline on on week eighteen action. Uh, will the Super Bowl play on time? We've seen a very decline on action that as well. Okay. All right. Well, Raphael, as always, do you have well, anything that you want to throw out there this weekend? It's the Super Bowl weekend of horse racing. Yes. So don't forget Breeders' Cup is this weekend. Uh, Breeders' Cup Classic should have some great horses. Tis the law, improbable. Uh, the odds come out, I do believe, tomorrow. But don't forget about Breeders' Cup. It's always a very, very fun time up in horse racing. So uh, keep uh, give some horses some love this weekend as the Breeders' Cup uh, runs around in circles. And you know what? Today is also November 2nd. You know what's in about uh, almost three weeks? College hoops. That is. So hopefully, uh, college hoops will, will, will be coming back uh, shortly. I'm hearing 25, 20, the, the 25th or 26th. 
uh, around that. We should see, see some college basketball action. So just because there's no baseball now, there's no NBA, no NHL, we have no idea when those three teams are coming back. We have some sports still coming back. So uh, we got college hoops starting up pretty soon. So don't forget that and give some Breeders' Cup some love. Well, and speaking of the Breeders' Cup, I'm hoping my buddy Raphael out there on the West Coast uh, shows me some love when I send some picks his way. And he tells me, yeah, that was pretty good. Or, eh, probably wouldn't do those. <laughs> I will I will do that. There's a lot of good stuff, people that I uh, that I know uh, up at Del Mar and Churchill that send me all their their writings and their, uh, I don't want to say their picks, but who they're leaning and all their great work that uh, they put in hours and hours and hours. So I, I, I enjoy that. I can't wait for it. I usually get it between Wednesdays and Thursdays. So I can't wait to read in it because it's one of my favorite days uh, uh, is the Breeders' Cup because it's just, it's just $8 million races with some great, great, great horses that I've been watching every Saturday and Sunday. So I get excited for Breeders' Cup. I know people probably think I'm a big idiot and I'm a uh, doofus, but, hey, this is my living. Maybe not for that reason. Maybe for other reasons on your sports teams, except for the Reds. Raphael, where can everybody find you, buddy? <laughs> you, can find me over at, you can find me over on social media, on Twitter, at VSI Doc Sports. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, Raphael Esparza. Follow my Instagram sports polls because they stink. Whoever picks those, they stink. The, the, the poll record's now 4-10. Oh, so, so if you want to know the poll record uh, or the poll what people are voting on, you can send me an, uh, an Instagram DM. I'll tell you, hey, right now everyone's betting this team because that's all let's face it. We all want to get that cheddar. So right now the poll stinks. They're 4-10. So follow me on Instagram at Raphael Esparza. Don't forget to go over to my bookie. Sign up today. Use that promo code what? BW Sports One. Use that promo code. Jump all over and at uh, some fantastic matchups. Hundred percent up sign up bonus up right now over at my bookie up to a thousand dollars. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This has been Bet Your Ass with Rafael Esparza, powered by First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. And accessories, 317-417-8582. And Mr. Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor himself, 317-503-8322. You can buy a home or let him sell your own and get a little jingle because he likes to mingle. 317-503-8322. Raphael, it's been fun as always, sir. I'm sure you will be receiving a couple texts from me between now and Saturday evening. So be ready. <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre Dame money line. Is that going to be one of the texts? No. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the four-legged runners. <laughs> Take it easy and a fantastic week. Right on, guys. Peace.